Welcome to this week's episode of SalesCast. It's the first day of spring and we hope you're all encountering great weather. This week, we're going to take our focus off of the R&D tax credit and talk about specialized tax incentives as a whole. Specifically, we're going to talk about cross-selling, what that means and how the best way for advisors to be able to accomplish that in the field. We're going to get some feedback from advisors and talk about questions, frustrations, and things that are working for them. And those are going to be interesting for all. In addition to that, we're going to talk about building the right partnerships to drive your business. Let's get started. So most of our listeners, Ryan, have noticed that the last couple of months we've had a really, really strong focus on the R&D tax credit. So I don't know what would give that impression. No. Was it... Every email the, and the emails, every newsletter. The, and the trainings, <laughs> all our appointments being focused on that. Right. Every but, cha- I, don't, I don't know why they think we were focused on R&D. Obviously, there was a purpose. Maybe it was the declaration that we were going to focus on R&D for could three months been, straight. Could have been, maybe. And that was sent by me, so I'm sure my email came across perfectly clear. But <laughs> the reason I'm bringing that up is um, I think that we need to kind of shift our focus a little for today um, because I'm finding over and over again advisors have mentioned that and it could be because of such a strong focus on R&D that they feel like if a client perhaps qualifies for one service that they might not necessarily qualify for others. And I really think it's becoming a frustration for them. I know it's frustrating for me to hear that because I know that's definitely not the case. So I wanted to ask you, what do you think would be the best way to kind of explain maybe cross-selling to our advisors? Well, um, I you know, I understand where you're going with that. I, I would first say, like, I really – don't like the term cross sell right. in this instance. It makes me because, think of you know when you're at McDonald's and they're asking you, do you want fries with that? Yeah, you know yeah. we're not cross selling. We're not saying you know like in that example, like hey, you're getting a burger, uh, or also adding a drink is a logical choice. Right. I, I don't really think it's like, hey, we're going in and we're focusing on R and D. Would you like a side of reducing your property taxes while we're at it? <laughs> I think that we have to shift our focus from being how do I cross sell these other things to. How do I reposition myself from the minute I walk in the door that uh, I work on a large number of programs right. and there's a, there's, there's a lot of different things out there? Because otherwise, if you walk in and lead with just one thing, I'm Ryan. I'm here to talk to you about the R&D tax credit. Um, you know, what happens when I get a little bit into it and find out they don't qualify? Now I'm forced to cross-sell. And, uh, and it seems like you're backtracking. It seems like, oh, well, wait, I have this. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things, I'm glad you pointed that out because we were doing a training earlier this week. And I saw an advisor kind of the light bulb go off when I was sharing with him the GMG Savings app. And he said, well, this app is designed for me to approach all of the service at the same time, especially with the calcula- calculator. We all know how it's set up. It's set yeah. up to consider all the services. And I said, that's exactly the mentality. It's one service with categories. And the the mentality completely changed for him. And I think that's one of the problems is maybe we get so focused on individual services that we don't see the specialized tax incentives as a whole. Right. And we've been putting, you know, obviously, like I said, a very heavy emphasis on R&D because it's such a great lead-in uh, right. right now. And there's such large, uh, large amounts there. With the timing. But the one thing that I pointed out to the, the advisor we were doing training on is he said, well, what if – perhaps they might not have payroll that reaches that threshold. And I said, well, let's let's play this through in your head. Did you find out if they owned their building? Yeah. And he's like, well, I wouldn't know that by that point. Exactly the point. Right. You never want to disqualify. I mean, on Friday, we just had one in California, I think was that exact situation. Or no, I think they did qualify for multiple things, but we went in there. It's a manufacturing company. Right. But, so, you know, the first check to come in actually wasn't the R&D. It was the it cost was seg. cost seg. I remember that. 
Yep. And it was shocking because when we were thinking about that client as, you know, internally, we even were thinking this is an R&D client, but they had R&D and, and uh, cost seg and cost seg is going to close yeah. like, within the month. So, yeah, I, you know, they closed very quickly. And in this case, uh, the client made the payment on Friday. So it went you know, very quickly. Right. Um, you know, and this is something that our national account managers are you know very good at. I mean, they're going in and they're going to identify all the different programs. Now, I've talked about it on some of the uh, national calls even that, you know, we often will look and find other pro- – one of the programs we've been finding a lot lately is DPD. DPD. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll find programs like ICDISC. We'll find different hiring incentives. And so I guess back to the the, uh, the, the baseline of what you're talking about, I think it starts by introducing yourself the right way up front. And, Kendra, you know I'm always very quick to jump into – uh, what that looks like, and right. so let's let's do We're that. Do a role yeah. play again. Always. All right. so. I'm gonna get better at these. I swear. Hi, Kendra. I'm Ryan. Hi, Ryan. Nice to meet you. I'm um, nice to meet you as well. I'm not sure if my assistant explained why I was stopping by. She said something about some tax incentives, so it, it intrigued me. What do you got? Well, we work with manufacturing companies like yourself. Okay. And um, in fact, I uh, brought you some information here. Mm-hmm. Here is, uh, and I've got the marketing folder out, and here's a. Uh, Here's what is available for manufacturers. There's, there's really a lot of programs. Some of them are just because you're an employer. Mm-hmm. Um, some, you know, are for people that manufacturers that own their own buildings. Okay. Well, we um, own our building. Um, we don't have that many employees, but we do own this building and another one across town. So. Yeah, absolutely. And so really my job today is I want to come in. I want to learn about your organization. And I want to go back and compare that to all the programs that we look at. Okay. And uh, usually for a manufacturing company, we can find, you know, one, two, three programs that you qualify for uh, because there is so much available for manufacturers. Oh, I'm interested. So. It, and that's it. Um, you know, but again, if I let's go a different route there. I want to just interject real quickly. We had um, – I can't say her name because she'll get embarrassed, but we had an advisor basically stop out at three manufacturing um, facilities really close to each other. She moved. She used the mapping, so she stopped by at one lead and then the other two, and she used a version of what you just said, just even simpler than that, yeah. and booked her discovery call through the app. I believe two of them are already signed agreements. So, yeah. I mean, it is that simple. I hate it to simplify it, but it You've is. Gotta, well, let's go the opposite side, though. I had someone uh, yesterday go in and they walked in just for cost seg and, and mm-hmm. said, hi, I'm here to talk about cost seg. And the person actually replied, oh, cost seg is something we've looked at in the past and my CPA advised against it. Right. I've heard that time and it, again. And then you, you got to kind of shift years. And for those of you that maybe have been at uh, one of the live conferences I've spoken at or something like that, I'll, I'll often joke that I feel like the guy standing on the corner in New York saying, what, you don't want to watch? Open the other side. Open the other side. Let me show you what I got. And, you know, I don't like being that. I don't like saying, oh, you don't like cost sake, but what about property tax? Oh, you've already done your – well, let me talk to you about research and development. I I like to just walk in and really – I I think so. And I think walking in and saying, hi, I'm Ryan and I'm with GMG. I brought you some information. Mm -hmm. We've helped clients find over $300 million in specialized tax incentives. The thing I love about working with manufacturing companies like yourself – is that you tend to qualify for multiple programs. See, as if I were truly a manufacturer, that would excite me. Yeah. Not knowing or, or hearing a word that maybe I don't even completely understand, like yeah. an R&D tax credit, because I'm going to think I don't qualify, right. or cost segregation. I'm not going to understand what that means. But well, the way you explain it as a whole. Yeah. I mean, if you walk in and say, um, I'm here to talk about cost seg, 
or R&D, you know, one of the top questions you're going to get is, uh, yeah, I don't think we qualify or right. my CPA this or that. You know, if you walk in and say, hey, you know, you've probably seen in the news, there are a lot of programs available for manufacturers. Manufacturers are getting money. In fact, I brought you an article here, and I'd have it on my iPad, mm-hmm. and uh, there's over $14 uh, billion. Mm-hmm. That was one of the articles uh, that, that I released recently. Um, you know, you show them one of the other articles that's geared towards them. Um you know, and you just you just it kind of talk about them. it pulls yeah. them in, and for them to understand as a client that you specifically have information that relates to their industry, and I, I wanted to pull this in purposely. Um, the website you mentioned our articles. If you haven't been to the website to gmgsavings.com, yeah, or right in the app, it's or, or the yeah, same. it pulls it right into the app under the industries. The industry industry categories are specific for manufacturing, medical, you know, et cetera. And for them to actually see that we've taken the time to break down the specialized tax incentives as it relates to their industry truly lends legitimacy that you can't get any other way. Well, and this goes back to the industry slicks that are in the marketing folders. I mean, who does that? And I've said that before. I mean, you've got an an app that you can show them case studies of other manufacturing companies. Mm -hmm. You've got, um, you know, really you've got the uh, again, the app that'll show everything. You've got the the slicks that are in the marketing folders that can show them everything. And again, nobody does this. And so I think right off the bat, they're going to be impressed. But again, if you walk in and you're just R and D, R and D, R and D, you really leave. I, I mean, let's talk about the you other side that you table. haven't brought up yet, and that is the value. I, I'm going to tell you, some of our largest property tax accounts are manufacturing right. companies. And they are great candidates for a property tax review. They're great candidates for a cost seg review because. Most manufacturing companies own their own buildings. So, you know, if you're walking in, and I I know that we've been pushing R&D a lot and really pushing manufacturing, but again, team, that is because they qualify for so many different things. Right, and that's something that you have to keep in mind. Um, I mean, I don't want the focus that we've put on R&D to be minimized at all. No. But there's a whole reason, and we've talked about it. I don't want to say talked about it to death, but we've covered it several times on why timing and this year and everything are so strategic when it comes to the R&D fact, tax credit. plug for just a second. Ryan's I just released article. an article so, um, that, that I think deserves some attention. It is very mention. interesting. Not to it downplay is, it. It's, it's called uh, the four – I don't remember now. It's perfect called the storm. perfect storm, and uh, the, the idea there is it's the perfect storm catapulting some manufacturers while, while crippling others. Okay. And really, I outline in there, it's something I've been talking about for a while, but I uh, I wanted to make something public um, because I've been talking about it through these channels. I've always been saying, you know, hey, can you put that in writing? Can you, you know, get something that can actually get to my clients? Right. And so we wanted to show, and I tell you, I got the opportunity to share this on a call the other day where I went through and was showing uh, why they were going through what they were going through. And I'm going to tell you, the reaction right away was... Yes, that's exactly what we're seeing. That's exactly what we're going for. It's interesting, too, because you've been talking about these topics a lot, all those four aspects, um, singularly, I guess, throughout different conversations and trainings. But the article really pulls all four together and makes it a cohesive um, understanding of why the situation exists right now for the R&D, or I'm sorry, for the manufacturing yep. industry. So We had another advisor share one of the articles. Again, it doesn't matter who wrote the article. Right. Because when you share things on LinkedIn, I think people don't understand. It's your photo and your contact info is the one kind of next to, I can picture it perfectly in my head. I'm not sure if everyone else can, but you know, you're the one sharing it. You're the one bringing expert content out to your audience. I'm glad that you mentioned that, that, that exact point, because time and again, I've, I've mentioned to advisors, they'll ask me, where can I find something about this? 
And I'm like, we have an article on that. It yeah. is on the blog. It is right there for your use. I think they're afraid to utilize those articles no. in the way that they're designed We just for. had another advisor post an article on their LinkedIn and get a client out of it. And again, exactly. that client didn't call me. Right. Um, it didn't matter that I wrote the article. The client, your face and your name is right there. You're the one they're going to click on. The way LinkedIn works is that's what it's meant. I would say most people sharing on LinkedIn are not sharing their own content. No, they're, they're sharing not. Inc. Magazine articles right. and Forbes. But and what it does is it it um, you're kind of borrowing the persona or yeah. the the, um, the intelligence, I guess, behind that article and using it for your own. Yeah. And that's kind of what LinkedIn is all about. It's about networking and building those followings. And that's what these articles are designed to be used for. Yeah, you can share a Wall Street Journal article about R&D, and it will still provide a lot of value to your clients. But I do think sharing the ones that are branded and have the same image as the folder you're going to go out there mm-hmm. for is going to have that much more impact. And they're they're gonna you know really look at that and say wow this is uh, this is impressive and right. and we like this most of all and I think our team does a great job on this because um, uh, I'm not the only contributor to the blog um, but I think our team does a really good job at being relevant because I think True. sometimes and I don't know the life of a journalist so I can't pretend to be uh, to understand but I think you know they. They don't really they don't talk to manufacturers on a daily basis like we do. Right. And so for them to try to write an article over what manufacturers are experiencing. No, they don't have the insight. Yeah, they performed two or three interviews and that's what they're basing their viewpoint on. Right. We're basing our viewpoint on hundreds and hundreds of phone calls, conversations. And, Not only uh, that, during the, during our relationship with a client, we're yeah. dealing with them usually at a time point or a a time standing where they're they're in need of yeah. these funds and these benefits that we're able to bring to them. So it's critical for them. We learn a lot about their business, how they build their business, how it's falling apart. Yeah. All of those things impact the way that we then turn around and deal with the next manufacturing um, client that we work with. So Yeah. And it's a great way to that bad word that I said, you know, cross sell. Right. Because you know, you're talking to them and you're able to go in and, and show them and you'll notice at the bottom of the perfect storm um, I included articles about cost seg, about R&D, about, you know, mm-hmm. just really everything because I didn't want it to be just an R&D article. I wanted it to be a – people are getting crushed by taxes right now, um, you know, and again, crippling some, catapulting others. Right. Now, the one thing I was going to mention too is I think it would almost be a disservice – to our clients if we weren't really looking at everything that could benefit them. I would be just devastated. I'm so glad you said it that way. Yeah. I would be devastated if I knew that there was a client that an advisor took a look at a singular service, disqualified them mentally and moved on only to find out that we could have helped them with a benefit for cost seg or property tax that could have kept their business alive. Absolutely. I mean, I think we all know this. Not every deal is going to go. So right. you might go in there and you might sign a client for, um, you know, R&D and, you know, they get in and for whatever reason it's just not, you know, there's no mm-hmm. benefit this year, that kind of thing. Then it gets kicked out and the client has nothing. I never understand this because, um, you know, as long as I've been doing this, I always, let's say co- or, uh, property tax, for example. I mean, I sign every client for property tax. There's no reason not to. No. And uh, I love, you know, I was just talking to Bill actually right before this and, um, he just signed a really small client, and uh, he was teasing. He said, hey, how small is too small for you know that kind of thing? And we were joking because it was a small one. And this is the joke he made is he said, uh, I just get things signed, and I make 
production worry about whether or not to well, get Well, that's, the, that's, that's kind of his the attitude, job. You know? That's his job. And, yeah, we do some qualification. And, and, of course, sometimes I think, though, we get so focused on targets. When I'm talking right. on calls about, oh, you want to target companies that are this. But, hey, listen, if you're already in front of a client. Why walk away from Why walk deal? away? Just have them sign. Worst case scenario, um, you know, we kick it and it's not a good Not fit. only that, Ryan, once they've got a client signed and they're building that relationship with them, who's to say that a service doesn't come on the table in six months that they could truly benefit for? Absolutely. And then they've built this relationship with them under the umbrella of specialized tax incentives, come back to them and say, hey, guess what I found for you? Yeah. Can you imagine the rapport that would you know, build with that You know, quick story on that and, uh, you know, maybe repeat for some people because I think it happened back in December or something. But we did – we got a signed cost seg for a car dealership mm-hmm. when we were doing the lead feed car dealership uh, uh, promotion. And um, so when that was the focus, we went in and got a signed deal for a cost seg for a car dealership. Small Chevy, no benefit. The CPA was so impressed by the way we handled things. Yeah, I remember this. This is now they, – they've given us like over 30 Three, properties yeah. to review. Yeah. Um, so See, uh, and, and that's what place. I try to get across to advisors is that – you're not only out there to get that specific agreement signed. You're out there building relationships, networking, and building referral partnerships. Yeah. Those are the relationships and networking that are truly going to build them as a business. Yeah. Well, let's apply that to cross-selling because this is huge. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I think that when you go out and meet with someone, you know, again, first we've been talking about cross-selling all the services across one client. I want to talk about cross-promoting into some other areas. And that's if you're going to go out there and survey a client, you're asking some key questions. What year did you buy your building? If it was any time recent within the last few years, I always like to ask them. Who their builder was. Yeah, who's your builder? Who's your realtor? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, those kind of things, those kind of conversations, because those are people I want to get in front of. And um, I've got one right now. Um, it's an apartment complex mm-hmm. that uh, that we were talking to. And right away, we just, you know, hey, who's your CPA? Who's this? Well, this is great because we got the opportunity to call into the CPA. You know, we can call into the uh, realtor in this case because it is an older property and just say, hey, what, um, you know, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about uh, some work we're doing for one of your clients. I had a few questions. And this is really easy. It is. Hey, on the sale documents, um, I'm showing the land value is this, this, and this. And then right away, they're like, well, yeah. wait, what, what are you doing for the, for him? And it's like, oh, we got him a large uh, tax incentive for the purchase. Well, do all apartment complexes qualify? Actually, all commercial properties qualify. Really? And then this, of course, leads to lunch. Right. Because if he can bring that as a realtor, as a benefit to his clients. Yeah. I mean, it's... Commercial builders are the same way. If it's a newer build, I'm always going to, you know, you know, back to, you know, Kendra. So how much have you done in renovations? Mm-hmm. What year did you get? You know, that kind of thing. Then I would just say, hey, you know, I'm always, uh, you know, because of the business I'm in, I'm always working to, uh, you know, I, I always get asked about uh, who good commercial builders are in the area right. and stuff. Were you guys happy with your general contractor? And then, oh yeah, we used Pelch Services. They were awesome. They yeah. did everything from the ground up for us. Yeah, absolutely. And who do you work with over there? Scott. That's a (laughs) uh, a shameless plug. plug. My husband's in construction. So, So, yeah, we – yeah, absolutely. You know, we – at that point, I would call them up and I would just say, hey, you know, I'm working on, you know, the XYZ project. And I had a few questions on this and I was wondering if I could stop by. I'm glad you mentioned that as the approach too because we never want to, um, I guess, go at it with a – 
with a um, referral partner and no. not um, solidify their relationship with the client or um, back yeah, it, I no, guess, I, is what I'm trying to say. It's going to be really easy. It's going to be, hey, um, so I understand you did some renovation work last year for XYZ Apartment Complex. Mm-hmm. And they say, yeah, yeah you had a few questions on that. Um, I would even say, hey, the job looks amazing. Yeah, like, anything. You know, you, know, you guys did an amazing job, anything like that. So this is another good way, again, not that I, I love the term cross-sell, but – to get into these other channels. So funny. Every time you say cross-sell, I think of McDonald's. I'm going to have to have that for lunch. So <laughs> I guess, um, Ryan, we kind of touched on several things that I wanted to, you know, disqualifying a client, some of the tools that we have in place for making sure that we, as a team, do approach the services. Seriously, you're like pressing all my angry buttons today. Why? Disqualifying clients is like my... That, you we touched know, on it. We touched on it. You know that pushes my blood pressure every time. I, I try to keep seminar. these stories away from Ryan just so the listeners can understand. He really does go through the roof when he hears a story about an advisor who who walked away from a potential client because they mentally disqualified them. I did an entire series at one of our conferences about mm-hmm. don't disqualify <laughs> clients. Like, I think we spent four hours on it. So I don't, I'm sorry. I didn't even hear the question because as soon as you said the term, Actually, there my wasn't blood pressure one. Raised. I was okay, just good. mentioning that we had covered the topic. <laughs> don't disqualify clients. Um, and just so you, just I guess to point out, the reason that we're so passionate about um, these, these uh, topics is because these are the mistakes or missteps I think that some advisors are taking that are keeping them from being truly successful. Would you agree? Oh, I, you know, I just had one the other day that uh, drove me nuts. It was a design group, and the actual thing that the CPA said to me was, um, "Yeah, we're not sure that uh, R and D would be a good fit because they have to go." Um, because it will generate a, a state-level audit. Oh, yeah. He thought it was ta- going to red flag them. I, but yeah. what the benefit was unreal was like... Oh, well, I, yeah, even that aside, though, the fact that they were totally, uh, you know, in the, they literally in thought, the oh, because we participated... I mean, I don't remember the statement. It was like, because we participated in the SBJA back in 2010, this uh, we're going to have to refile state-level returns. And I just immediately, you know, and again... You got to be careful, you know, talking to the advisors now that, listen, we we can disqualify people, sign them, turn them in, get them into us and let us, you know, really qualify. Right. Or, let production or, do that side. Yeah. I mean, we just did R&D. I don't want to give too much info away on this client, but we just did R&D for a marketing company. Um, go figure that. And a mm-hmm. great job to the advisor, <laughs> by the way, who was out there, saw this. Saw the opportunity, and here's what you did. You didn't say, oh, manufacturing company, you don't fall into that category. Instead, you've been listening. You look in the app at the level of activities, and you notice that some of the way they do business is some of the criteria. For the qualified activities. For the qualified activities. And, you know, right away, you you said, hey, would this be a good candidate? And we got in. We looked things up. A marketing company getting R&D. And congratulations again for uh, for doing that. Yeah. So, and don't don't forget that when you're out there and you're signing these agreements, clients. <laughs> you're building I don't know if clients. I can move on past that. You're going to have to. So this is this is a short podcast. It's supposed to be 30 minutes or under. Right. But just remember that um, I, I actually had an advisor tell me one time, I don't want to sign somebody if there's no immediate benefit. Well, it, frustrating as it is, you're building clients for the future as well, for residual, for maybe future um, in- incentives that could be available. Do not shoot yourself in the foot. 
I, again, I just sign everybody. Right. I, I There's no reason not to. You're building relationships. If the potential's there, we'll find it for you. Well, let me talk worst case scenario. Okay, so I go into XYZ Manufacturing. I sign them. While I'm there, I get a CPA's name, I get a realtor's name, I get a commercial builder's name. Right. I have spinoff meetings with all three of those. Worst case scenario, that deal kicks out of production and there was no benefit, but I got a meeting with a CPA, a meeting with a commercial builder. That's really, honestly, I don't want to undervalue the client, but mm-hmm. that's where I really care about. I love dealing with commercial builders and any opportunity to get in there uh, and, and talk to one, I know that that's going to lead to business. I, Isn't that the true precedent of work smarter, not harder? Yeah, I, I don't think I've ever, maybe, I don't know. I don't think I've ever had a meeting with a commercial builder that didn't result in at least three or four clients coming out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not all of them went again, but it doesn't right. matter. Relationship was forged, that kind of thing. And so if I go in, I meet with you, and the whole time you're telling me stuff, I'm like, well, I don't really think you qual. This is what's going on in the back of my brain. First of all, I don't really care. I'm going right. to sign it. I'm going to get it in. I'm going to get it into production. That's you know they're going to kind of look through that and, and see what it is. That's what the discovery calls are for. Exactly. But I'm going to get that information. And I'm going to go have a burger with that commercial builder and sit down with them and just talk to them and say, hey, I had some questions about the property. Right. Like you said, first of all, you guys did an amazing job. And uh, everybody I just had likes some to quest- be complimented. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. So, so yeah, make I, sure. that's that's what I'm. You know, that, that's what I'm looking for when I walk in somewhere. Okay. Well, kind of to wrap it up then, because we're getting close to our time, um, I think that this was... You're a, so precise. Well, My episodes are like anywhere from for. 22 minutes to 45 <laughs> minutes. That's It's when I'm done talking. Stop. It's one of no. my keys. I have to keep you, keep you on track. But um, I think that, that talking about this is really going to help a lot of advisors. And I know our, our banter kind of helps them to understand that it truly is as simple as we've said it is, all the examples we've shared and, and the fact that it, the mentality that you have to have about the specialized tax incentives is it is one service as a whole. Never disqualify. Never walk away from a client without at least trying to find out if there's any more referral partnerships you can build off of them and let production do do our job. Let us figure out the hard work and then move on and build more clients. So You're so proper. I, I wonder, try. I wonder if people think that we rehearse these and script these. <laughs> no. I hope not. Nope, I, not at all. All right. So you gave your summary. I'll give mine if that's okay. Um, I, I think It that, won't be as good as mine, but go ahead. All right. I'll try. Um, <laughs> so I think that, uh, you know, again, next month, uh, you know, in the month of April, we're continuing our focus on manufacturing, mm-hmm. but we want to broaden that scope, not just to be R&D. Um, you know, we want to broaden that scope. And, and many of you have already been doing this. Like I said, uh, Christine, congratulations. Yes. You just got a, a cost seg check for a manufacturer. She's doing amazing. And um, so, you know, good job on that. Um, we are this time of year seeing a lot of cost seg come in as well. Um, you know, th- this is a great time of year for that. So you really want to broaden your scope. And uh, when you go in someplace, position yourself as a uh, as really a total consultant. Go in there. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why with each folder we give each of the services in there, exactly. not just one of the services. So we give one of those with each folder, and uh, that's really what's designed. So when we get out there, make sure that you're presenting us as a full savings consulting company uh, that can really look at all of those different aspects. Right. And you mentioned one, one more thing I want to mention before we completely wrap up is the tool of the marketing kit. Use all of your tools. Use your marketing kits, use your app, and use the website. They all work together. Absolutely. Well, thank you, everyone. We had a great time talking with you today, and we look forward to our next sales cast.